Yeah, it's the kid 50 Cent, and this is what's hot in the streets from Hot 97. WQHD, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad you're joining us on this beautiful Sunday here in New York. And of course, we are streaming this show live across the country on Hot97.com. Happy Easter on this glorious Sunday if you celebrate that holiday. And also to uh, all of our Jewish friends who just finished with the Passover. Um, You know, hope you had a good time with your family reconnecting and, you know, practicing your faith and everything like that. So we are talking today about credit chaos to financial freedom. One of the biggest pressures and stresses on families and on single people on everybody today is money. If your money situation is wrong, it's hard to get anything else in your life right. A lot of marriages break up because of money. A lot of relationships fall apart because of money issues. Money is not, the phrase is money is the root of all evil, but money is what we need to get ahead and also to uh, fulfill our dreams and live the lives that we want to live. But do we have attitudes that are holding us back? And also, what about some of the financial traps that you might have fallen in? Maybe you went to college and you find out that you have a lot of student loans like one of our guests and you just cannot get a footing, especially with the economy and with the job market the way that it is. What if you just got your first credit card? You know, you're on your own, you got the credit card and all of a sudden it's like free money, you start charging everything up and then all of a sudden you got these big bills and you can't get ahead and you just don't know what you're going to do. What about if you owe taxes? And you don't know how to get that right. These are some of the issues we're going to be talking about today. But the whole umbrella for all of this is the mindset. Is there a prosperity mindset? Is there a way of looking at these issues in a way that, you know, really helps you grow and helps you overcome them as opposed to feeling constantly weighted down, you know, by having to look in the couch cushions for change, borrowing money from people, forgetting that you borrowed money, already borrowed money from that relative or that friend, and just kind of being stressed out all the time about it. That's what we're talking about. So we're going to be taking your telephone calls. If you have a question uh, for our experts, we've got some great financial experts and uh, self-made millionaires here with us in in the studio today. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And also you can hit us up with a text at 7575. That's 75759. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Um, and, you know, we'll take your take your tweets, take your text messages, and take your phone calls. But let me get to our panel right away, because they're the ones we want to hear from. Ash Cash is with us again. He is a finance and lifestyle writer. He has a number of books out. His latest one coming out is going to be called What the FICO. And he's also a columnist for allhiphop.com and Huffington Post. Ash Cash, thanks for being with us again. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Tiana Von Johnson. She's a real estate broker. She's the only African woman... Only African-American woman who is a broker on Wall Street. She's a single mother of two, and uh, we're going to find out her successes and and how she's balanced her family with her career. And she's got a TV show coming up, too, right? Yes. On Style? Yes, I'm excited. The Style Network. We're going to hear more about that in a minute. And Frederick D. Scott, he's a 28-year-old millionaire. He was the youngest African-American hedge fund founder in history. He ran a $3.7 billion, that's billion with a B, not million, uh, fund. He's now in private equity. He grew up in a single-parent home, 
And uh, we're going to find out his story, too. Frederick, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. And also with us is Ilana. She's got some student loan issues and hoping to get some help yes, from our experts. It. Yes. We appreciate it. Ash thank, Kesh, you. thank you for being with us. And thank you all for being with us. We appreciate it. Ash Cash, I want to start with you on this. What is the mentality that gets us in trouble? Oh, man, I think I think that we want uh, everything now. We're not willing to put put in a lot of work and you know, work in order to get what we what we want out of life. And I think that mentality is what's keeping us poor. Um, we have to understand that the difference between being rich and being wealthy and wealth is about you know buying assets and making your money work for you, opposed to relying on your physical labor and just working for money. And I think that um, I don't know. We have a scarcity mentality. So once we get the money, we for some reason we feel like the money's just gonna disappear so we want to spend it as, as soon as possible and that gets us in trouble a lot that gets us in trouble with you know uh, uh with payday lenders with pawn shops with uh, uh tax anticipation loans there's just so much out there that's sucking the wealth out of our communities because we don't understand or we don't uh know better about our finances and you look at mayor bloomberg self-made billionaire yep He's wearing the same pair of shoes. He People were shocked when he said, yeah, I have the same pair of shoes that I've had for 10 years. I just keep getting them resold and fixed. Absolutely. And and that's the wealth mentality. The wealth mentality says that I'm going to spend my money on things that are gonna, that's going to give me money. So I don't care if I have the same shoes and I keep sewing them over and over because I know what my bank account looks like. Opposed to folks who really don't have money, what they want to show you, look, I got money. So they, they live in a in a, a little shack and they're going to spend their last on, you know, a, a Mercedes or two hundred dollars sneakers, you know, two hundred dollars sneakers, and you go to their house and they don't have anything, no money saving in account. It's because they want to show outwardly that look, look, I have this wealth, I have this money, but in reality, you 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 know, you're, you're borrowing money to pay your phone bill. So we have to change that mentality. You know, I, you know, one of my books are Mind Right, Money Right. It's about getting your mind right first before you even worry about getting the money. Think about why are you spending money this way? Why do you have this view about money? Why do you think that money is is something that's scarce because you know, we live in an abundant world. There's tons of opportunities. You just have to be able to apply yourself, understand how money works, maybe delay gratification a little bit. And if you do that, you know, then then you'll you'll be financially free. So are you saying the first step is to realize that the abundance is there? Absolutely. I think I think especially I grew up in a, I grew up in the projects. I grew up in St. Nicholas projects. And I'm not even saying like in, in New York and Harlem. And I'm not saying that I was a victim of it as well. So when I started working, I started making good money. I said, wow, let me you know, let me buy the eight hundred dollar Pele Pele jacket every two weeks. I Like, I, I did that. But once you start to, you know, I, I've been in banking for a while, so I started to be around folks and see how wealthy people really spend money. And it's it's about delaying gratification and saying, okay, you know what? You know, there's abundance. Money is here. If whatever you want, if you if you concentrate on creating assets and you know, like creating stuff that's going to give you money, you can spend money. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with you know, you know, spending nice things. The problem is when you spend your last on nice things. If you have assets that are paying for those nice things, by all means, like I'm a you know, I got nice suits, you know, I have nice watches, things of that nature. That's fine because you know, I own a home, I have rental property, I have things that are giving me you have assets. Cash coming in absolutely all right tiana von johnson uh thank you for being with us this morning thank you tell us about your story oh man i was 27 years old when i decided to take a step out on faith a lot of times we grow up with the mentality of go to school get a regular job work nine to five work for someone else and i think the problem with that and there's nothing wrong with going to school and getting a job but then what next so for me at 27 i said you know what i felt trapped i felt sucked into the american way which people think is supposed to be the greatest thing and for me i felt trapped going to work every 
single day making great money. I said, I can't do this. I have to step out. And I took that step out. A lot of people are afraid to do that. Fear holds a lot of people back a lot of the times. And for me, it was just like I have to just look fear in the eye and just keep going because I could not be subjected to the bondage of what most people are in right now. And when you talk about bondage, what do you mean? I mean, just the day to day, you know, people go to work every single day miserable. You're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're not even happy doing the things that you're supposed to do each day. But what happens is you get comfortable with a check every two weeks. When you're a self-made millionaire and you're an entrepreneur, you know that you have to get up every single day and you have to work for it. You have to fight for it. You have to knock down walls. You have to break down barriers. And that's what I did at 27. On Wall Street, I looked around. I didn't see people that looked like me. I didn't see people with my color owning big time brokerages. And I had to step out there and do it and face the big dogs. And were you in real estate before that? Never. I was never in real estate. Had no idea how to even do real estate. I borrowed 350 from a friend to get started in real estate. And four years later. 350000 No, $350 to start to get a real estate license. <laughs> had nothing. I was living check to check. And, you're, and then you became a single mother. You have two small children. Yes. And how did you balance all that? Oh, man, it is tough. And I think a lot of times people with children, they feel like, oh, I can't do anything. I have to wait till my children they get older. They don't want to take a risk. They don't want to take a risk. And what? And how did you cope with that? How did you It was tough, you know, but I, from the when, since I was very, very young, I knew that I had to do it. I had to be on the top of my game for whatever I did, whether it was school, whether it was a job. I knew that I had to push. No one is going to give you anything. And I think that's the problem with people these days. Everyone's looking for some type of handout. You cannot do that. Nobody's going to give me a job. Nobody's going to give me an opportunity that like is going to come knocking on your door. Absolutely. Like a FedEx delivery. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I hear you. OK, Frederick D. Scott, um, 28, you're, you're 28 years old. You were a hedge fund, were a hedge fund manager on Wall Street, the youngest ever um, African-American hedge fund manager. That's a pretty elite. I know a little bit about Wall Street. That's that's a pretty elite group to be involved in. How did you get into that? And plus, you're coming from the West Coast over here to, you know, to the whole New York Wall Street culture. Well, I was very fortunate. Uh, I had a lot of convergence of opportunities. I mean, one of which is, you know, my wife's family, they're all Italian diplomats and politicians. So they put in the first $30 million and that kind of helps. Um, I have a real estate background. Kind of helps. $30 million? (laughs) You're set. Yeah, uh, that would help. That uh, that definitely helped. Oh, I was thinking you were going to say, oh, I started here and then I started there. Well, I, I, Start with $30 million is a different well, story. Well, before then, I was in real estate. Uh, I was on the retail real estate side. I was a licensed real estate broker in the state of California. I had three offices there, um, one in Vancouver, British Columbia. So I already had a bit of a track record. And uh, they saw what I could do. They believed in that ability. And they gave me capital to get on the institutional side. So I did what I do best. And, you know, I was able to do 38.5% returns my first year out. Uh, which then allowed me to leverage that and grow that fund at $350 million and transition to an investment bank that I grew to $3.7 billion. Um, you know, so I, I'd say I was very fortunate. I had good relationships, which is what you need on Wall Street. You need a lot of very uh, solid relationships because Wall Street is all about who you know, uh, as most things are in life. Uh, but, you know, the thing about it, when we when I look at our our community, especially the African-American community, what I see, uh, we don't have enough. Our our community banks, our African-American owned banks, unfortunately, are not out there giving the financial education that's necessary. And, you know, you're if you really look at the way the other demographics work, their banking industries are very large and they have lots of deposits and they're out in the streets. They're out doing what they have to do. It's hard for a, a community bank that's struggling itself to survive and stay relevant to be able to bring those things. And as you know, uh, 
everything follows finance. So if your banks are healthy, then they're able to push more loans into the small business community. And to by, pump that money in there. Right, by pushing money into the small business community. Now small businesses, which are the leaders in employment, are able to hire more people. And by being able to hire more people, we have more people making money. Now we can teach people how to save that money, how to invest that money properly. Uh, and so that these are some of the issues that we have. We need more education. No, and that's why we're, that's why we're doing this show. Alana, you have student loans. Yes. Which, like a lot of people, you go to college because you're told that's the way to get a good job and have a good future Mm -hmm. you came out tell us your story well um went right into Rutgers University did my major um journalism graduated and was blessed enough to go into a job that was relative to my degree which a lot of us don't get and um then I learned that reality kicks in and sometimes your job is not as secure as you think and it doesn't matter if your job is secure um those letters those dreadful envelopes start just falling into your mailbox and um, they want $50 a month to $300 a month to you have to defer your loans and um, I deferred a couple of them and then realized that even with the ones that didn't have a deferment option for me because you have to be in the Peace Corps, you have to be working for the military or you have to be doing a nursing degree so some of the deferment options had limitations couldn't quite get a deferment, and then you just kind of fall into what difference is it going to make because I'm not going to be able to pay it off anyway. So how much do you owe? At least a hundred. At least a hundred thousand. Yes. And you have a degree in journalism and media studies. A bachelor of arts. Bachelor of arts. Bachelor of arts. So what is the situation now? Are you getting notices? What ha- what's happening? What's happening now is I have one in particular that's very aggressive and actually just. Um, sent me to court about it um, and had to find an agreement, had to find an agreement with them to maybe pay 150 a month now and every year add on another $100 a month until I get to $500 a month and it's going to automatically go up. The payments will automatically go up if I don't send them some kind of letter stating my, fan- my financial status and if I'm able to make those payments. So right now, one of them is very aggressive and in a court status. All right, 1-800-223-9797. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about credit chaos to financial freedom, taking your telephone calls, your questions, your comments. 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up with a text at seven. 7- Five seven five nine. That's seven five seven five nine. And uh, follow me on Twitter. Send me a tweet at Lisa Evers. Ash Cash. What should she do? Hundred thousand dollars. She's got the degree. She went to college, which everyone's told to do. She's got a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Okay, I, I would say I said first and foremost, you have to. You know, all you could do is all you could do. So depending on what your financial situation is, uh, if you have the money, it's coming up with a budget and figuring out how much money is it going to take to live, and then how much money can you allocate towards debt. Um, if you don't have the money, then you, you don't have the money. And I think that a lot of times when, when we owe money and creditors are coming to us, what's happening is that we, it's, it becomes emotional because not only is it triggering the fact that, you know, you know, I have this debt. I've been in school. I'm supposed to be in this in, in this situation. So we put too much pressure on ourselves and say, you know, it, it, it's an emotional thing. We don't want creditors call us. We don't want to seem irresponsible. And that's how they make us feel. So we have to remove, right, remove the emotion out of it. And all you have is the facts. What, what can you do? How much can you really pay? And if you have if they take you to court, 
even if they take you to court, if you can't pay it, you can't pay it. Um, so so I so I say make sure you you have a budget down pat. Make sure that you understand what what is it that you can allocate. And going to, the court route is actually in your favor sometimes because when you look at you know bankruptcy laws, um, when you look at credit laws, when you look at collection practices, those are made to protect us, but we don't understand how those work. So if somebody's harassing you, that's against the law. The FCC could shut them down if they're harassing you for the for this collection. So we need to understand, you know, our laws first. And, and you know, if, if you have to file for bankruptcy, if your situation is that dire, then do that. Um, if you have to go, there's, there's tons of different credit counselors who can look at your, your your situation holistically and say, all right, you know, this is what your budget looks like. This is how much you're paying. So this is how much you can afford. So let's set up a payment plan based on what you can afford. The creditor should not be the one dictating what, you know, what you should pay and how what you should pay. What about that, it. Alana? I mean, what's the... Nobody ever thinks about filing for bankruptcy. Yep. That's that seems like a very rich man's problem. So how does somebody who doesn't have much say let let me file for bankruptcy or how does that how does one go about go, filing for bankruptcy? And what does that mean yep. for me in the future? You know, it's interestingly enough, I, I, I kind of have a different perspective on this. And the, and the only reason is because if you say, well, I don't have it, I just don't have it. That still affects your credit long term. And as you know, as an individual, your credit is everything. Right. And uh, if you don't have credit, you're not going to be able to finance things. So you have to look at the, the current economic environment, not just for yourself, but you got to look from the, the banking institution side as well. The reality of the situation is a lot of them are hemorrhaging cash still and still reeling from a lot of uh, foreclosures and a lot of bad lending that they did. So at this point in time, they still need the money. So oftentimes, all they're trying to do is make sure that they're going to be able to get their money so that loan counts as an asset on their balance sheet. All right, but so, let's talk about Atlas specific action right. steps so for Alana here. I, I, think what, I think what might be a better situation for you would be to negotiate and sit down if they're taking you to court negotiate a payment arrangement negotiate something where you can say you know let me give you half because if you if you pay off half and they agree to do that and it lowers your payment as well it will allow you at that point to then be able to start negotiating putting things back together putting the pieces together and and allowing you to pay less it won't look as great on your credit but it's a lot better than not but, paying but, but that's also bankers. that also depends on on your current situation exactly. so if you are you working full time now or, or no, no i'm i'm working full time somewhat but it's it's an americorps program so they're very you know it's very restricted you don't have a, a major cash flow so you're saying pay half paying half of 47 thousand dollars is not in my back pocket and, and and here's the thing so i understand you know I'm, I'm a certified fico professional which means that i understand how fico works the new fico laws only looks at the last two years right so so things don't stay on your on, on your on, on your credit report long term bankruptcy stays on your on, on your on your credit report only 10 years and it drops off uh anything that's late stays on your on your credit report seven years and it drops off so i'm saying that if you have to go through the storms right now and even if you file for bankruptcy within four years you can still start obtaining credit. So I'm saying that if if your situation requires you to file for bankruptcy and there's, there's bankruptcy lawyers, there's credit counselors who you can sit with. So if you go to the National Foundation for Credit Counselors, NFC.org, they actually give you lists of credit counselors in your area who could assess your situation and say, all right, based on your situation. Can you assess it for free? Absolutely. There are free credit counselors that will give you information on whether she qualifies for bankruptcy. And if so, again, bankruptcy. But isn't that, I mean, that, that, isn't that 
awful though like to think about right. bankruptcy right out of college when you're supposed to be starting your life right. getting your career going and then you're you're adding aren't you adding another big problem on, onto honestly all this? i think i think i think what Absolutely. we do is we put permanent in energy towards temporary things it is what it is right yeah, but what if she goes to go one of these credit counselors and tries to get the as frederick suggested get the total amount reduced and then get on a pay get on a, like a payment I, plan I even if that, it's 25 dollars a month absolutely i think that would be the first step and that's why my suggestion is to go and so i'm not in, in no way am i saying bankruptcy sound, that's should that be kind the of sound one. like a commercial for bankruptcy no me. no absolutely not absolutely not. let me let me let me clarify that so my, my and i just think that's pretty severe if you're like in your 20s and absolutely. you declare bankruptcy absolutely it, it doesn't even it, it's not even so much it not only is it severe but it sets a psychological setback i mean you've already come into a situation at such a young age that you already have one bankruptcy right. for right. said you get into a serious situation later that's much more serious than the student debt and you have to file another bankruptcy now your credit's completely destroyed and as you know coming from the banking industry it's going to be very okay. hard for you to finance anything all right let me get to the phone calls 1-800-223-9797 d from long island d hi you're on hot 97 go right ahead Hi. Um, well, I was calling just because I work in that industry, and I actually plan on opening uh, a corporation that deals with financial education as well as collecting those debts because it is a lot of money in that industry. The thing is that when you do file bankruptcy, the two people you are not going to be able to escape is the IRS or the federal government. They're right. always going to get their money. So you can file bankruptcy, you'll still owe the student loans. Oh, okay, good point. So, Dee, thank you very much. That's a great point. Thank you so much. I think we have another caller to that effect uh, as well. Let's go to Tiffany right now from Princeton, New Jersey. Hey, Tiffany, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, I was just going to touch on the same um, topic as far as filing bankruptcy and letting everyone know that you cannot include your student loans and anything that you owe to the IRS. So it's important. Also, um, you can file bankruptcy on your own without, you know, going to a lawyer or anything like that because lawyers are extremely costly. You just have to make sure you're on your P's and Q's and do all of your research, but it is possible because I filed Chapter um, chapter 7, and I was able to do it on my own. Unfortunately, I still have my student loan debt, and I'm currently in school right now, so it's the yes, first, so but I'll have to, you know, tackle that once I get out of school as far as um, seeing what I can afford. All right, uh, Tiffany, thank you very much for the call. Tiana, did you want to say something about her situation? Like, what would what would you tell her? Like, here she is. She gets her BA, ready to start a career, mm -hmm. and now she's mad stressed because she has all these all the student loan debts. Yes, I'm definitely going to play devil's advocate. I'm not a fan of bankruptcy, but I'm all about making it happen. I'm all about doing something big to generate income to fix the situation. Um, I think you can do anything that that's big. You have to step out there and just... Do something that's going to generate a lot of income fast. Like what could you like do? Real estate. It must be real estate because. <laughs> well, what are the fastest here? No, well, Tiana, you've done I'm it. I'm going to plug I mean. my real estate business, Gold Star Properties of New York. But um, I think something like that. I know for me, when I decided to leave a nine to five, I was making almost a hundred thousand dollars a year. I was in the same situation as you, unable to pay my student loans and things like that. Even making a hundred thousand dollars a year. So when I thought about a part time job, wait, waiter, doing, being a waitress, being a bartender, all those things, it just was not going to generate enough to live my life and pay my student loans. So I felt I needed to do something that was going to generate large lump sums of cash quickly. And when you do that, then you can use that income to pay off those loans. I definitely don't think you should file for bankruptcy. Uh, so what... And, and we, real quick, because I, I want to clarify. I, okay. So my, my cash. cash you yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm getting power. So here, here's the thing, right? My, my step is first go to a credit counselor, a free credit counselor, so they can assess your situation. So, That's at NFC.org. Right, NFCC.com. And those, are, those aren't the ones that... Are the, 
Because there have been some bad ones that we've heard about in the news. Right. No, these are, these are uh, licensed not, and legit. Exactly. Licensed, not-for-profit you know, organizations that can give you guidance, right? So I'm not saying bankruptcy is the first step. Mm-hmm. I'm saying go to a credit counselor so they can sit down with you and figure out what your situation is, meaning come up with a budget, see how much money can you afford, and you know, like the gentleman said, start to negotiate with the creditors because that's the ideal situation. Ideal situation is look at your situation, figure out what can you afford, and then then negotiate, right? So what do you have to cut out from your budget? You know, all of that stuff. And then negotiate with your creditors so that you, you don't have to touch your credit because you, you don't want to, you know, be in credit situation. But what my point was is that worst case scenario, though, don't feel like don't don't be so emotional about, you know, having to to, to take, you know, take the, the, the worst step because you can bounce back from that. But the first step is to really, uh, you know, check out the, the credit counselors and seeing, you know, what can you afford? Come up with a budget and then come up with a plan to pay back the debt. All so. right, let's move to Tiana. I was just going to say that credit counselors are okay. I'm not knocking that, but you also can pull your own credit, freecreditreport.com, annualcreditreport.com. A lot of times, even in real estate, when I'm finding people homes, they don't know what's on their credit. I'm saying, well, what's your credit score? What does your credit look like? They don't even, Absolutely they've never not. pulled their credit. No, never done so it. I would say a quick and dirty to the situation is just go online, pull your credit report, annualcreditreport.com. Look at it. All the information is on there. You can contact the creditors directly and negotiate with them directly. Absolutely. All right, let's take some phone calls. Uh, let's go to Fatima from Brooklyn. Fatima, hi, you're on. Hot 97, go right ahead. Yeah, hi. Okay, so I um, graduated from college, uh, I would say at 17 years old, and then I went to college again when I was in my 20s, and I got a BA, and, and I um, graduated again, and then I went overseas for three and a half years, and while I was overseas, I lived a very comfortable and relaxed life, and I would say that a person who has a lot of debt and doesn't feel like they have the... Um, I don't want to say confidence, because confidence is not the word. It's like they just feel kind of stuck. It's mostly probably because they're in their contemplation and formulation, and they decide how they want to re-synergize their energy and move forward into, um, as if, you know, what they want to do next. Sometimes it's not so easy to jump into the next thing, especially if you've been jumping for so long. People need to take a moment, take a breath, and then analyze the situation so that when they make their next move, it's not so, I guess, um, short. Okay, okay, no, I, th- I I think that's a really good point, Fatima. I, I really appreciate it. But when you when you feel like you're drowning, it's hard to think about like uh, where you're going to swim to. And that's what it really feels like because even if you negotiate $50 a month, to me, in my mind, that doesn't make a debt. That, ma- that doesn't make a dent in $50,000. So I'm not motivated to give you $50 a month because I feel like it's not really yeah, doing anything. Even if that anything. gets them off your right. back. And, and, like it's, that, and it's emotional, though. And that's why I said a lot of times when we look at credit, we need to remove the emotional part of it, right, and pay the $50 because you can't give permanent energy to temporary things. Your situation right now is, te- is temporary. So like Tiana said, you know, while you're focusing, just get them off your back, pay what you can negotiate, but then you have to figure out, obviously, to figure out how can I make more money to pay down this debt than faster. Than $47,000 oh, a year. But, but at that, you have to start with what you have. And if that's what you have, you know, that shows the lender's good faith. It shows that you're trying. And if you're talking to them, constantly communicating, constantly negotiating and showing them the good faith, they're still going to. That's positive for your credit report, because at the end of the day, your credit report is your lifeline. That is everything for you as an individual. I want to talk about that a little bit more. We need to take a short break. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Credit chaos to financial freedom. That's what we're talking about with our guests right now. Omin, Lola, Mimi, Jacob, Daniel, 
Alan, Jeff, everyone else that's on the phone. Kevin, you too. We're going to try to get your phone calls when we get back at 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up with a text, 75759. That's 75759. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after I tell you about Hot 97's April Fool's Day Comedy Show 2013. We've got your free tickets all weekend, hosted by Tracy Morgan and Cypher Sounds, featuring J.B. Smooth, Faze on Love, Capone, the Gangster Comedy, and many more tomorrow night, April 1st, at the theater at Madison Square Garden. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. We'll be back right after this. What's up? Why did you text me? For tickets? For what? Daisy and Justin Timberlake concert? Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake live at Yankee Stadium. You are going to be in the building July 19th at Yankee Stadium. Only Hot 97 has your passes for this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Hey, yo, you just want tickets to go see Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Jay-Z. Justin Timberlake. Live. Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake tickets weekdays at 8, 11, 3, and 6. Tickets are available at LiveNation.com and you tell them the station. Hot 97. Homeowners, in today's world, no neighborhood is immune from burglaries. Get a state-of-the-art monitored home security system for Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, and get peace of mind today. Call right now, 1-888-213-2244. 1-888-213-2244. Local permit fees may be required. License number CAACO6320, KY City of Louisville 483, and FL EC1300-3427. Call for additional numbers. Call now, 1-888-213-2244. You're in your car and that annoying check engine light comes on. You're tempted to call its bluff, tape over it, and wait it out. But you know there's a better way. AutoZone. They'll help you find what the problem is for free. They sell tape there, too. But you won't be needing it. When your check engine light comes on, get to AutoZone. We'll read your trouble code for free and help you fix it right the first time. Or we can recommend a professional mechanic with our shop referral program. Get in the zone. AutoZone. See store for restrictions and details. Hey, what's up, Tri-State? It's your girl, Jay Medina, and I want to talk to you real quick about my experience with LASIK eye surgery. Now, you know I'm up all night with you, 12 to 5 a.m. every night, and I can't even tell you how many times I've come home so exhausted and tired that I've fallen asleep with my contacts on. Now, for anyone who wears contacts, you know just how painful that can be. I've woke up with my eyes red, swollen, and irritated, and let's face it, that's just not cute. So I had enough. I decided to do something about it, and I reached out to the offices of Dr. De La Russo. You have one chance with LASIK, so why not use the best doctors with the best technology? As a matter of fact, most LASIK surgeons were trained by Dr. De La Russo. And did I mention it's painless? They use the latest most gentle, pulse-free Allegretto laser. So what are you waiting for? With offices conveniently located in New York, Brooklyn, Long Island, and Northern New Jersey, you have no reason not to make that appointment. And if you're worried about cost, payments are so easy. With 24 months interest-free financing, you can't go wrong. It's a new year. Toss away those dated contacts and get with the new wave of LASIK with Dr. De La Russo. Call today at 1-800-ICARE. That's 800-393-2273. Or go to DelaRussoLaserVision.com. You won't be disappointed. The Metro PCS Five Borough Takeover Tour. Hot 97 and Metro PCS are hooking you up to meet Miguel. You can bet that never gotta sweat that. Miguel. This is Miguel. Miguel's coming to NYC, and we're hooking you up to meet him. The Metro PCS Five Borough Takeover Tour. Now at Metro PCS, get a $50 mail-in rebate on all of our hottest 4G LTE-powered smartphones like the Samsung Galaxy S3 and the Samsung Galaxy Admire 4G. The more lines you activate, the more you save. Pick up one Samsung Galaxy smartphone and save $50. Buy two and save $150. Buy three new Samsung Galaxy 4G smartphones and save up to $300. Metro PCS has four 
4G LTE plans starting as low as $40 a month with no annual contract and taxes and fees included. Get into MetroPCS today and save big on the Samsung Galaxy S3 and Samsung Galaxy Admire 4G. New activations required. See store for details. MetroPCS. Wireless for all. Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink responsibly. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. NYC's Mayor's Cup All-Star Basketball Game is happening April 5th. Check out the best high school players in the city starting at 5 p.m. live at Baruch College, located at 55 Lexington Ave on East 24th Street in New York City. While you're there, stop by the Lincoln Tech table to find out how you can get the career training you need to be the next generation of skilled and trained technicians. Made hot by Lincoln Tech, careers that build America. What up, this is Trey Songz, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. And real, real, real talk. We are talking about money. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Evers, your host for Street Soldiers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Hit us up with a text at 75759. That's 75759. And we're taking your telephone calls at 1-800-223-9797. Our topic, credit chaos to financial freedom. And uh, with us is the one and only Ash Cash. He's a columnist for allhiphop.com. Huffington Post, his book, he was on before with us when his book came out, Mine Right, Money Right grew up in the St. Nicholas houses in Harlem and uh, is talking all about, you know, what you have to do in order to get away from that feeling of feeling pressured and stressed and hating every day and hating to go to the mailbox and all that. Also, well, this is Tiana Von uh, Johnson. She is the CEO of Gold Star Properties, the only African-American female broker on Wall Street, single mother of two. And she's been... Uh, sharing with us some of her secrets of her success. Also with us is Frederick Scott. He's a 28-year-old millionaire, youngest African-American hedge fund founder in history. We've got a lot of talent right here in this room. Yeah. Um, Alana is with us. She's in student loan debt. We're trying to get her a plan and some help here so she's not so yes, stressed. Please. Also with us is Erica. She's a grad student in debt. A lot of college... It's like you get the education and you get the big bill, too. Right. But um, first, I think we got some text messages. Angelique Tyree just came in, our one of our producers. Angelique, what's going on on the uh, text messages? Yes, we have a lot of texts about people who are in a lot of debt for student loans. Uh, one of the text messages said, my name is Vince and I'm in the military. One of the reasons why I made this choice is because of student loans. And another text was from Yolanda, and she said, I just finished graduate school. I have a ton of student loans, and I have been thinking about putting away some money in stocks to help eventually purchase a house. How and where do I start? All right. So, okay, good question. And uh, how can she start putting money away for a house if she's own, owning the student loans? Can you own something 
Absolutely. She could still invest her money into safe security. So what I would tell her to start with, because she sounds like someone that doesn't have any experience, I would tell her to stick to U.S. treasuries and uh, equity exchange traded funds and things of that nature. What's an exchange credit fund? An exchange traded fund is a fund that's managed by a professional manager. It's credit rated. It's diversified amongst securities that are very, very safe. So you don't have to worry about the risk of losing principal or losing the money that you've put in. it's very important that you keep it conservative, keep it safe. Don't let any financial advisor try to steer you towards swinging toward the fence, promise you high returns or anything. Keep it safe, keep it simple. And that is how you begin your investment path. As you learn more, then you can take more riskier things on. All right, let's bring in uh, Wahida Clark. She's a best-selling urban fiction author, three-time New York Times bestseller. She's made a lot of money from publishing. Wahida, thank you very much for being with us. Hey, thank you for having me. A person who fails the plan plans to fail. All right, I like that. So, how did you make your money? <laughs> um, like you said, from writing books, um, writing books, and then taking that money and investing into my publishing company, publishing other authors, buying manuscripts outright. So that's how I make my money right now. All right. So another another way to look at it. Let me bring in Erica. Tell us about your situation, Erica. So um, I actually went to school down in Atlanta. I went to Spelman and uh, wanted to further my education. So I actually just finished at Columbia University and got a job in sales and marketing for a major media company. Um, Immediately, my student loans were coming in, getting the bills, didn't know how to manage them. I owe over $100,000 in student loan debt, and it's getting so bad to now where I hadn't been paying, um, defaulted, and now they want to garnish my wages. So... Going to that, I actually uh, wanted to do my tax refund, do my taxes, and I had to wait because they told me that if I were to do my tax refund that they would take that money as well. So I don't even know where to begin. I definitely place a priority over shopping and going out and stuff like that than paying my bills because I just feel like it's unmanageable. I mean, at least I'll be happy with new clothes. So, so okay. So, so you you have a master's degree yes. from Columbia, yes. which is very prestigious and very tough. So, congratulations on that. Thank mm-hmm. you. But it cost you over a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, plus undergraduate student loans. Plus undergraduate student loans, and you have a full time job now. Yes. Okay, and you're st- in sinking. Sinking. All right, guys. Anybody? It's, it's, and why he ju- feel free still. to jump in. So first, what I would say is. You know, you need to mitigate your your excess spending, you know, your shopping, things of that nature. Stay within your budget and take that money that you're using to shop and, and, and do things like that and put that towards your student debt because the first the first step is getting out of debt. Uh, so that's first. Uh, the second thing you need to do is you need to open the lines of communication uh, with the people that you owe the student debt to and begin to negotiate so that way you can show them good faith and start putting things towards it. Uh, the next thing you need to do past that, if you still have any deferment options left, you need to look at those and take advantage of your deferment options. And then that what you can do is take that money during the deferment period that you would be paying, and now you can put that money into some sort of U.S. treasury 
treasury where it's creating interest. So now that money's making money for you when you finally decide that you want that you have the option to pay because you've run out of deferment, you have a lot more money to work with and a lot more money to give them. And it makes it a lot easier when you do that to be able to negotiate. So the first thing is opening the lines of communication and negotiating your lower Not payments. running from it. Your, uh, your point of emotion. Absolutely. Because it's all emotional based because we feel like we have this big mountain debt and we can't do anything about it. We, we decide to do nothing, right? And that puts us deeper in the hole. So you're not the only person with, with student debt. Obviously, based on the text, based on the calls. They're, they're Off the chain. There are 44 million people in America that's that's going through credit issues, financial issues. So it's not you're not alone. But and, and so the so the companies know this. So if like like Fred said, if you open up the lines of communications, you you'll be you'll be surprised how much they're they're willing to work with you in order to at least you're you're, you're showing good faith. You're, you're paying down some of the, some of the debt. And once you open up that line of communication, you'll get some of that weight off your back, so you could concentrate, like Tiana said, on making money. Because obviously, or or that's the that's the goal. As you start to create, you know, uh, things that are going to give you some money, then you'll 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 be in a better place to pay back those debt. But you cannot do that if you're still emotionally attached to that debt and 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 have all that pressure on your back. So make sure you open the lines of communication and and then you know negotiate with your creditors. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Let's go and, to. And, and we love to we love to spend, um, and, but we have to budget and be disciplined and. Uh, the financial elite. I'm looking at that watch right now. That's really nice. Questions. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wahida, you're right. We're too, I, I want to talk. I want to talk about spending. I want to talk about spending too. Oh, give me one. Give me one second. Let's bring in uh, okay. this this caller, uh, Doug from Jersey. Doug, you work with federal student aid. Yes, I do. All right. So tell us. Tell us what your take is on this. Um, well, first of all, student debt is not bad debt. When the creditors look at it, it's the third. It's a third tier of debt that they look at, and so as long as you're making any type of payments, it's a good thing. But the advice I'll give to the listeners All right, is that, that's, to, what, that's what Frederick said earlier. Okay. Right? The advice, the advice I'll give to the listeners is, as somebody who works with federal student aid, consolidate your loans and get a lower interest rate from the government. As soon as you consolidate your loans, you can apply for income-based repayment. What that does is, what our what our uh, company does. All right, Doug, hold on. I just want to make sure we're all, we're all following this. So you're saying because they have they have different loans at different points in their college education and their post grad uh, work. So put them all into one big loan, right? Right. You can consolidate your loans with the government, and your interest rate will go down to six point eight or lower. Okay. And then what you can do is you can apply for income based repayment. What income based repayment does is you only pay what you can afford. There's a formula, and there's a certain lifestyle that people enjoy living, and we don't want you to pay more than what you can pay so you can pay your rent and your car note and everything else. So you will only pay what you can pay. Then once you make more money, you'll end up being able to pay more, so you'll pay more. All right, so then... Oh, go ahead, Elena. What's the... best way to consolidate your loans because you, you take loans from so many different places between the schools. Good and question. So loans. where does she go? Like if she has different 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 banks, different funding sources, where the do you... will consolidate all of it. All, do I call up the White House? She said, does she call up the White House? I mean, who does she call no, up? No, no, no. You, you, uh, you can go to FAFSA.gov. Wait, so what, give, that, give us... F-A-F-S-A. No, give us that no again, way. please, Doug. FASFA.gov. You can go to FAFSA, um, and that's the Federal Student Aid 
website, and there are there will be links on there to apply for income-based repayment. My wife has over 100, she, she went to USC, she has over $100,000 of student debt, and she's a journalist. Believe me, she doesn't make a lot of money, and she's paying back her loans, and she's doing it in, you know, in a way that that's not affecting either of our credits. All right, so F-A-S-S-A or F-S-F-A-F? F-A-F. Any college student knows that. We go on every year to get financial aid. Never give us enough. Yes, FAFSA. Quick question. All right. I did hear that if you do consolidate, though, it negatively impacts your credit. Is that true? Is that true, Doug? Student debt does not negatively affect your credit. If in that way, no. It. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be a burden on your credit. If you have all these different loans and you're paying all these different loans to different creditors, that actually kind of looks worse on your credit. Right. So it's better to have it consolidated and then try to get a lower student loans, rate. but, but like yes. consolidating exactly, you know, and a lower may, interest rate may negatively impact your. But credit. I want to talk about I, that too. But what I will say is that, and I want to put this disclaimer out because I think debt consolidation can be healthy, but make sure that you do it with a reputable company or through the government because sometimes debt consolidation can actually raise the interest rate. So I do exactly. want to put that disclaimer out there for all the listeners. Right. Uh, the other thing that I want to say is that. From a risk rating standpoint, uh, from a banking standpoint, when I look at your credit and I see that you've consolidated the debt, it does push up the tier of the debt. What so does you, that mean? In, so in real, he said that it was for those of us who have not made where, millions on where, Wall Street. Where, where he said, <laughs> where he said that they look at it as low grade debt, it does push up the grade of the debt. A do you bit, want so low grade makes, debt or do you want high grade debt? You, you want or, it to, or do you want to take care of you know get the creditors right, off your back? But, so I think but, that if your option is is to consolidate but, debt. It, 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 but if you let me finish, yep. if you, it's great if you make the payments. But if you miss the payments, it's going you're to really screwed. Right, absolutely. Really you're really, you're really screwed. And, and, Tiana, let me, you need to understand that. If you're going to do that, make sure you have a solid repayment plan in place. And stick to it religiously. And stick to it. Discipline on time. is key on that. I want to talk about timely payments, too. Yep. Ash Cash, Tiana, real quick. You definitely have to make the payments. I purchased my first home at 26, and I was in student debt. I owed about $60,000 at the time. But I just want to say something that's really, really uh, impacts my heart when we talk about this credit. I think that I want to talk about the truth of it all. The truth of it all is that we were not taught this. We were not trained this. Yep. It starts from when we were 17, 18, just graduating high school. No one told us this. I know me and my friends, we opened up Victoria's Secret credit cards. We opened up all kinds of Bloomingdale's credit cards right away. That's what we, we Everybody knew. does. Right. And so we, we yep. from, from 18, we were already, we were, we were doomed before we even started. So it starts from that. My parents, I love them to death, but they never taught me about credit. No one's ever said to me. But that's a lot me, of people. That's not just in certain absolutely. communities. That's like America. Right. So Wahida, did you want yes, to say ma'am. something? Did you want to say something about the shopping and the spending money? <laughs> yes, uh, like I said, we, we we like to spend, but we can't consume one hundred percent of what we bring in. And like she just said, the credit card debt, we all we all did that or do that. But the uh, the millionaires, they ask three questions before they make a major purchase. One is this expenditure necessary? Two, will this purchase add to my wealth or diminish it? Three, is this in impulse or planned purchase and we just have to have the discipline to answer those questions realistically and do the right thing and that and that's what you found you because it sounds like you studied millionaires that's what they that's a question they those questions they ask yes ma'am that is exactly what they ask oh that's a tough one that that rules out a lot of internet shopping late at night that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, how do you? I know that credit seems to be so important, and it blows my mind because I feel like credit is imaginary money in my head—just imaginary money floating from place like to place, like free money, right? It's but, not um, though, because right. if you don't pay it back, you're really <laughs> right. absolutely. 
But how does, and I know you have to build your credit and all of that, but when you're in a student loan debt, how do you build your credit? Like, Could she still be build, building her credit, Ash Cash, if she's paying, if absolutely. she does this consolidation, she gets it within her budget, and yep. she's just focusing, let me just pay this in a timely manner? Absolutely. I think secure credit cards are one of the best tools that you can use in order to build your credit. So we keep talking about, here are the steps, right? But if you keep, if, if you fix the problem, I mean, or if you fix, if you go, you know, take the steps, but we don't fix the problem, which is like Wahida said, impulse spend and uh, you know, not knowing the difference between needs and wants, things of that nature. We have to change our mindset. We have to change our mindset of how we look at money, how we view credit. How, you know, and then once we do that, then we follow the steps, so we'll never get back into them situations again. So, secure credit cards are, are, are an awesome tool because as you negotiate with your creditors, as you come up with a payment plan, and you, and you start paying back all your debt and your current, then you can go to a bank and say, "Hey, I have a thousand dollars. Here's a thousand dollars. Put this in a savings account or a CD, and give me a." credit card and then you also have to paying back your debt is 35 percent of your of your credit score right so 35 percent of your score is paying it back on time and 30 percent is your usage how much you're using so that's 65 percent of your score that you control right by by paying back your your um your debts on time and using it as you need it at 15 percent is your history so we those two things you can switch immediately right so and, and like i said earlier it's two years right so they so so yes you know you might not be in the top tier if you if you're in in, in credit debt or whatever the case may be but if you look at your fico score they're looking at the last two years of pay, paying things back on time. So you can have the worst credit right now, 2013. If you started today and said, I'm going to pay all my debt back on time, I'm going to come up with a payment plan, by 2015, you'll be attractive to the banks again. All right, I got to get, get some uh, callers in here. Let's go to Jacob right now from the Bronx. Jacob, hi, you're on Hot 97. Yeah, well, good morning. Good morning. What's your question or comment for our guests? I'm, I'm calling because um, I just got out of the military six, six months ago. All right, thank you for your service. Thank you. And I was living a very nice lifestyle, and I came back to the Bronx because my wife's family lives here, and I just can't afford to pay all this debt right now. I'm going back to school on the GI Bill, but I still can't pay my rent with what I'm getting from the GI Bill because I have all this debt. I got my income tax return, and I paid with what I got. I paid all my debts, but or not all my debts. I paid some of them off, but now... They found my new number, and now they're calling me again, and they're harassing me, so I'm trying to see what can I do now. Okay, what kind of, and our guests all want to jump in, Jacob, what, just to be clear, how much are we talking about in debt, and are we talking about student loans, are we talking credit cards, what are we talking? We're talking about credit cards, retail cards, and um, I just took out a couple of student loans to help me pay out some more debt. But right now, it's just the burning of my car loan and other miscellaneous credit cards that I had there that will close out. But I feel like the military never helped me out understand how I, I was going to man, be managed outside when I got out. All right, go ahead. Frederick? Uh, you have a lot of options. Uh, I'm actually ex-Army. Um, I was in the military for four years. So the first thing that you need to do is go down to the VA. Um, you have a lot of benefits that you don't even know you probably have. Uh, you know, one of them is a debt forgiveness program that actually just got rolled out like a year ago. Uh, if you are in any type of combat environment, if you have any type of PTSD, uh, any type of debt that you were, had acquired while you were in that combat zone, you can pretty much have that eliminated or drastically reduced. Uh, you can defer payments. There's a lot of different things you can do through the VA. So I would encourage you to go down to the Veterans Administration here uh, in the 
city and uh, talk to a credit counselor over there so they can look at your mill purse file, look at your DD-214, your current, your rank and pay grade while you were there and tell you about all the different benefits that you have available to you as a soldier because that's something that definitely uh, will help you out a lot. And can I give you one other other piece of advice too, Jacob, that I I learned? uh, If you, anybody that served in the military or military families, you've seen some of the ads on TV, USAA.org. I'm a USAA member. They have, they have financial services and financial products and, uh, can can help out as well. Ash Kester, do you want to say something to him? Yeah, I think I think you know when, when we when we hear all these uh, the the issues, I think that the the first thing that we have to do is we have to get a grip, right? And I keep going back to emotion. I, we're too emotional about our debt. We're too emotional about our credit. So because we're emotional about it, we start taking you know on impulse. Or oh, I can't pay it. Or I'm not going to do this. Or, so you have to get a hold of that. You got to get a hold of your emotions. You have to say, all right, and, and and that's why I said you have to see it is what it is, right? You are in your situation. Acknowledge that you're in, in your situation. Now, let's look at the facts. Take away all the emotions. Let's start the research. And that's why I'm a a big advocate of, you know, credit counselors or even if it's not credit counselors, speak to a financial advisor. Speak to somebody who deals with credit and budget so that they can sit down and look at your situation. And tell you you're not the first one that's been in this situation and you can get out of it. 44 million people are going through this right now. So it's not only you. Sit down and see, all right, this is my situation. This is the facts. This is how much I'm bringing in. This is how much I owe in debt. This is what I can pay. Hey, this is what I can't pay. You have to get all the facts together. And like what Hita just said, those who fail the plan, plan to fail. So you have to plan. You can't just go on a whim and say, hey, I'm going to start paying all this debt. And I got my, you know, I got this money and I'm going to stop. No, because there's there's some debt that you have to pay immediately. There's some debt that you can negotiate and pay lower payments. So you have to just get a hold of all of that debt. Don't just start saying, all right, you know, they, they're harassing me. So because the person who harasses me the most, I'm going to give the money to. No, you have to have a plan. You have, you have to have, have a, plan. a plan. All right, let's go to. Uh, Tony calling us from Shreveport, Louisiana. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Lisa? All right, how are you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Quick question. Um, how can I raise my credit score 40 points within a six-month period? Any advice on the panel? Oh, okay, good question. How can you get, okay, people that are, how can you get your credit score up that all right, fast? All right, so here's... Like, what are the fastest ways? Fastest ways. So so I, I mentioned 35% of your score is your payment history. Uh, 30% is your usage. So your usage means that you should not be spending whatever your, your, your available balance is or your available credit is. You should not be spending more than 20 to 30%. So whatever your, your, your usage ratio, you need to get it down down below 30%. Um, another thing is look at your credit report. Like Tiana said, go to annualcreditreport.com. You'll pull a free credit report. Look at some of those 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 credit, you know, those creditors or those, uh, you know, credit that you have on there, negative items that you have on there that are, should not be on there. There, there. There's a lot of mistakes on people's credit, credit scores. Um, a lot of times, you know, you have to understand that debt only stays on there for seven years. So you may have something from 2000. If it's still on there 2013, you need to send the creditors a, a letter do, and can, get it dropped you, you off. You can clear that up. And, and, and I've seen people uh, jump from 80 to 100 points by just getting negative stuff removed from their credit No, report. totally. Tiana, what about the, um, in terms of women's attitudes? Is there, are, is there anything that you've learned through your experience that you can share with us? Yes. I have that's a bo- different from guys? Absolutely. I have a book coming out called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. And I think it starts with your mindset. A lot of people just have this mindset that whatever, it is what it is, or I'll have a man take care of me. We have to change that. You know, and, the, and, the, and it's so big, and I see it every day, and it's something that we just have to do immediately to change but I do have some things to say <clears throat> excuse me for those individuals out there you do have to get some type of income 
coming in. So if this is the nine to five, you have to get that. You have to have some type of residual income because this is what's going to pay down your debt. We talked about real estate, network marketing. I'm in a very, very successful multi-billion dollar network marketing business, Artists International. You should do something entrepreneurial, whether it's selling books, creating events, doing something. I mean, there's so much, so many things out there that individuals can do to generate some additional income. Save as much as possible. People don't save. And I think it's because going back to what you said about, oh, if I pay $50, it's not enough. Or if I save $50 a check, it's not enough. Save as much as you can. Another thing I think people need to go as hard as they can, like it's the last breath that you're going to take. A lot of people are not putting in the work, but they want things back. Mm -hmm. You have to put in the work. And the last thing I want to say is that a lot of people don't even believe that they can make a million dollars in this lifetime. My first year in business, I made a million dollars. And so a lot of people don't even believe that they can. I have a vision board that I have people create. And and I'm sure a lot of people know about law of attraction. Like attracts like. Visualize what you want in life. And a lot of times people, I tell people, well, take this blank check. Fill it out for as much as you want. As much as you think you can earn. However much you think you can make in this lifetime. And you'll be surprised by what I see when they write out a check. People won't even put a million dollars on there. 500,000. Because they don't believe that's something that they can achieve. So I definitely encourage people to uh, put together a vision board. Um, and and really just you know change your mindset. All right. On that note, we're um, unfortunately we're out of time. Kevin, I mean Lola, Daniel, Renard, everybody else that's on hold on the phone lines. I'm sorry we didn't get to your telephone calls. I want to thank our guests, Ash Cash, Tiana Von Johnson, Frederick D. Scott, um, Alana, and Erica Wahida Clark, best-selling author, and uh, her website is www.clarkpublishing.com. And I want to thank you. I hope you guys got some some tips about the thank student you, loans. Thank you so and, much. Uh, yes, definitely got a little something. Come back and six months and tell us how everything's going. I want to thank all of you for being with us. Uh, got to give a special shout out to the one and only Terry Williams in the house. And also, we have to give a, a, a special congratulations to the new NYPD Chief of Department, Philip Banks. Absolutely. He is the number three un, uh, person in the NYPD, the highest ranking officer and Chief Banks, when he was uh, head of the community affairs, he actually came to our Harlem push for peace last August. So big shout out to Chief Banks. He also told the news that he was stopped and frisked when uh, back in the day. So he's very sensitive to our community and to the issues that are going on. And Chief Banks, we wish you a lot of success. And you know, we're always here for you at Hot 97 if you need to get the word out on anything that's going to help our communities. We appreciate it and appreciate your commitment to public service and and to our neighborhoods. I got to thank my Vice President for Programming, Ebro, our Assistant Program Director, Carly Hustle, our Senior Marketing Director, Denisha Benjamin, our Digital Guide, Jeffrey Thacker, my Executive Producer, my whole Hot 97 Street Soldiers team here, Executive Producer, Tone Capone, Associate Producers, Joe Connor, Angelique Tyree, Production Supervisor, Andrew Veris, our Board Op and Digital Assistant, the one and only TJ, and uh, please check me out on the Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10 during the week. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers. This episode of Street Soldiers was made hot for you by Boost Mobile. Be heard. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. Hot 97 is the only radio station hot enough to have linked up with me, Beyonce. I teamed up with Hot 97 to bring you another exclusive giveaway. Hot 97 has your tickets to see Beyonce in concert. Win your Beyonce tickets weekdays at 7.50 a.m. with the Cypher Sounds of Rosenberg Show with K. Fox. And at 4.50 p.m. with Angie Martinez. And for another way to win, log on to Hot97.com.
Western beef where you shop much more for less. Check out this week's specials. Fresh chicken drumsticks, 88 cents a pound. Fresh pork shoulder, two per bag, 88 cents a pound. Bounty basic paper towels, eight pack, $4.99. Ronzoni curly lasagna, 16 ounces, two for $3. Hot or lean pockets, nine ounces, three for $5. California red ripe strawberries, 16 ounces, two for five. Western beef, shop much more for less. Ultra Mobile knows how frustrating it can be to connect to your friends and family outside of the country due to expensive rates, poor service, and limited coverage. Now, thanks to Ultra Mobile, you can get unlimited talk, global text, and data from just $29 per month. And if that's not enough, check out ultramobilesweeps.com or look for the Ultra Mobile banner ads on hot97.com and tell us who you are most excited to connect with using Ultra Mobile for your chance to win an expedient prize package worth over $200. For more information on the Ultra Mobile services, call 855-BE-ULTRA. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's opening the shop before dawn. It's going the extra mile for my patients. And it's finishing well into the night. You work hard to earn your money, and we're here to help you keep more of it. TurboTax has a personalized interview that helps you get those deductions specific to you. From a nurse's scrubs to a mechanic's tools, so you get back every penny you deserve. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Try it free at TurboTax.com. You guys need anything else right now? I don't know. NCAA March Madness at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> wings, beer, and every game imaginable. I mean, what else could we want? Except, uh, wait to stay longer. Yeah, right? Oh, have you seen our remote? I can put the tournament in slow motion mode for you guys. How's your wings? Even better in slow motion. <laughs> Head to the official hangout of March Madness. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Hey, girl. So you finally have a moment to yourself, huh? You're in the car, so much on your mind. Mm. You need a vacation, don't you? I see you nodding your head, dreaming about it. You just haven't found a place you'll enjoy as much as the kids. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's Walt Disney World Resort. Hold on now. I know what you're thinking. Walt Disney World is great for the kids, but what about the grown-ups? Well, believe you me. There's plenty for the both of you. You've got the parks, the family pool time, the fireworks. Plus, there's spa time. Five golf courses and lots of fine dining where you can enjoy a nice glass of wine. There's more to discover at Walt Disney World Resort than you've ever dreamed. With plenty of we time and me time, there's something for everyone, including you. Learn more at MyDisneyDiscovery.com. Knock, knock. Oh, who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you driving us to McDonald's this morning? Yeah. Knock, knock. Ooh, who's there? Juice. Juice who? Juice, you me leaving because I'm leaving. The simple joy of orange juice and a great breakfast from McDonald's. Like a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle sandwich with the taste of maple baked right in. For a limited time, get two for just $3. N- knock, knock. Okay, knock it off. And participation may vary. See store for details. Why do you always have a better morning than me? Maybe it's your routine. See, yours is like alarm clock, slap, shower, clothes, keys. Guess I'll check my emails. Mine is more like alarm clock, slap, shower, clothes, keys, vroom, screech. Priceless aroma of fresh brewed McDonald's premium roast coffee. See the difference? Well, now that you put it that way. Have a better morning at McDonald's now that any size premium roast coffee is just a dollar. We'll add cream and sweetener just how you like it so you'll always have more to love. Prices and participation may vary. A la carte only. And now Geico presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Um, Maxwell. 
you're on. Cool. And so you just want me to read the script? You don't want me to do the Wii thing? Okay. Today, I'm going to talk about the new Geico mobile app and um, how you can manage your policy and get your ID card and customize it with your favorite Geico character. But I'm not yelling Wii or anything because um, they don't want me to, right? Correct. Okay. Just saying it's my thing. Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. You guys need anything else right now? I don't know. NCAA March Madness at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> wings, beer, and every game imaginable. I mean, what else could we want? Except a uh, way to stay longer. Yeah, right? Oh, have you seen our remote? I can put the tournament in slow motion mode for you guys. How's your wings? Even better in slow motion. <laughs> Head to the official hangout of March Madness. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings Beer Sports. What's good, New York? It's the finish and Mr. C. And his was Hot on the Streets on Hot 97. Join Hot 97 and Metro PCS for the Fireboro Takeover Tour tomorrow at 1113 Rutland Road in Brooklyn from 4 to 6 p.m. It's your chance to win tickets to the Fireboro Takeover Tour. May hop by Metro PCS and the Samsung Galaxy S3 smartphone featuring S-Beam technology. And join Hot 97 and Lincoln Tech at the 2013 New York Auto Show at the Jacob Javis Center in Manhattan now through April 7th. For more info, visit Hot97.com or get your tickets now at AutoShowNY.com. Made hot by Lincoln Tech. Hey, this is Beyonce, and that's what's hot on the streets from Hot 97. WQHD. New York City. Now. Now. This is the Hot 97 Hit List with K-Fox. Just count them down. The 20 hottest joints of the week. Counted down. Only on Hot 97. Number 20. Let my love adorn you Please, baby 
19. Just keep going and don't look back. And look forward from where you're at. There's some jealousy in your rear view. Wave hello, hello, hello. Push that pedal to the max. Who got it, we finally did it And here's to the ones with potential to go and get it We survived yesterday Foreign ride connoisseurs Pop and fly today, tomorrow ain't promise to us Grind hard for dirty money, but our heart's pure Steady mobbing on these sucker, man, they so funny to us Broke us all smiles when they run into us Get by themselves, they talking tough, but don't do nothing to us Call themselves paper chasing, when we'll be running to us You violate the puppet master, get your String pool, hustle gang, king team, label me the ringleader. Just showing haters the tail lights of my two seaters. Two heaters with me in the ride, but I don't need them, no. Left evil behind me, that's where I plan to keep it. Go. Go in and don't look back. There's some jealousy in your rear view Wave hello, hello, hello Push that pedal to the max Count that money that's in your lap There's some jealousy in your rear view Hello, hello, hello Hard forever shine. Pay haters, no, never mind. Won't stop until we popping bottles at the finish line. Never been the quitting kind. Spirit ain't no killing mine. I'm getting mine. She don't like it. Get, get, get in line. So many times I've shown dudes I won't lose. Time precious, but waste yours if you want to. Hate, I made it and you didn't. For that, I ain't to blame. Won't change a thing. The circumstance to remain.